So what's up? What's new? Yeah, man, fucking, you know, taking big ass shits. I'm I'm on vacation for a while, so. Oh, nice, nice. Just you're just chilling, taking big ass shits. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Babies with big dicks, shit like that, you know. Babies with big dicks. What does that mean? Babies with big dicks. (laughs) I I just want there to be a superhero, and it's like baby with a big dick, and fucking. It's like this baby with like a fucking banana hammock and the bulge. He, <laughs> yeah. he, he's got like a spoon in one hand and, and he's got some sort of shield or something that he crafted as a shield. And he's just beating you... ass. <laughs> I like it. All right. I think I'm ready. So what are you on your vacation? You just, you just chilling? Bro, I'm fucking doing, you know, just fucking hood rat shit with my friends. You know what I'm saying? You're doing hood rat shit with your friends? Yeah. Like what? I don't know, like uh, cocaine. I, I'm so. Oh my god, I selected the wrong fucking camera. Uh, let's see if it's there. We go. There we fucking go. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, so I might. Um, I just been playing the fucking Resident Evil game, dude. Oh my god, it's fucking just. Insane. Oh eight, nice. How is it, bro? Dude, I gotta shave my. I gotta shave my beard. Look at this shit, bro. Yo, I'm not getting a haircut for like another week or so, bro. Look at this fucking sad hair. Um, yeah, bro, I'm I'm going bald, dude. I don't even I, I don't even wear hats, bro. Fucking no. shave this. Well, yeah, shave yeah, it. I need to. I need to. I need to. I don't understand why you just don't shave it. I don't know because like Becca said, her brother has like red beard with like a shaved head, and like she'll feel weird if we're like smanging and I look like a brother. <laughs> you, you you're clapping cheeks, and she's like, get off of me. <laughs> yeah, clapping cheek, <laughs> clapping cheeks over there. <laughs> No, so I, I've, been play, I've been playing Resident Evil game, been playing Phasmophobia and shit. These games get me fucking going, man. What is Phasmophobia? It's a fucking ghost hunting game that is pretty intense, man. I like it. It's a fun game. And look, oh, okay. look who decided to join us. But Resident Evil 8, dude, oh my god. Any, anyone who is listening dude, to this shit, good. it is... Like, I thought 7 was eerie and scary... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Res- Resident Evil 8 is vastly scarier. Is it? Va- v- nice. Fucking vastly scarier, man. I can't... 7 is awesome, dude. 7 is awesome. Oh! oh. What's up? The Hi, boy, Rob. The monk himself. Ooh. Here I am. Oh, Hello, okay. everybody. Okay, well, nice to so see you. Everyone talk a little bit because I'm just doing a test on the recording over here. Uh, so I was thinking about babies with big dicks. And yeah, right. Like, yeah. Basically, it would be baby. I don't know what his name would be, but he would be a superhero, right? And it's just like this baby who's like walking around in a banana hammock diaper. Yeah, and he's got like a, a fucking spoon that's like the spoon of truth, and he's got the shield. <laughs> yeah, okay. and he's just beating ass, just fucking. Uh, and then like, if anyone gets too close to his dick, he's like, "Get away from me, pedophile!" And that's like his move. And he'll that's very interesting, Jomo. <laughs> the, 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 oh man, that's cap. That's captivating. All right, let me check this. Let me check this audio real quick. Yeah, go, go fuck yourself. How about that? All right, I'll be right back. What have you, you been up to, Mr. Rob Fortune? I've been good. I uh, fucking uh, I don't know. Uh, tell me about that video game you're just playing, Resident Evil. Resident Evil Village. Oh my god, dude. 
It's fucking scary, dude. It's fucking... I got to the Benevito house, and I'm not going to spoil it if you're into the game, man. But it gave me chills as a grown-ass man. Like, holy fuck, dude. I, I don't... I got to I gotta stop playing this game for a second, because it, it, it creeped me the fuck out. There's something that happens at the house. It's the doll maker's house, and it'll fucking freak you out. Like, it's just... Nice. It's not... It's not fun. It's not fun. Wow. And I already fought the big lady, uh, beat her and her and her fucking little cunty daughters. But, nice, um, dude, man, it's a uh, it's fucking it's a great game. I think any anyone who's into the the Resident Evil series will not be disappointed with it. They'll be like, oh, it takes away from the whole Raccoon <laughs> City theme, and, and, and um, what the original premise was of the game. I don't, I, I don't think it does. I think it just fucking is sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. What are you doing? I'm trying to get my camera to focus. For some reason, it's out of focus. Well, stop being broke and get a new one. I don't know what you're talking. You know. Um. Yeah, Jomo's just a little loud. Um. Let me let me let me record one more. Just okay. everyone's to say okay. what's up for so, like two seconds. So I set my setting, and and again, yeah. the sound engineer in all her greatness can figure it the fuck out. But she she's uh-huh. really good at tuning this shit. So. Okay. What have you been up to, Mr. Rob Fortune? Um, uh, yeah, Jack, uh, maybe there's a fingerprint on your camera. I don't, I don't know, uh, what else to try, but, uh, f- figure that's worth a try. Yeah. Maybe he, maybe he was like putting his dick on the camera and like rubbing it. You ever, you ever been like that? Like you just rub your dick on stuff? And yeah, like, of course. And Everyone does that. You ever just catch yourself out of nowhere just grabbing your dick and like... <laughs> I don't know. Hang on a second. I catch myself doing that. I can't do that in public, man. It's, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, I, I, I think it is, it's common, um, you know, like 13-year-olds especially, like, you know, put your dick in the refrigerator, like, whatever, uh, you know, experimentation. <laughs> and then, um, uh, yeah, so there's uh, a, a lot of people will do s- stuff when they don't, like, like they're half asleep. Like, when, you're, when you space out, you're, you're, you're technically sleeping. Yeah. And so it's kind of like you, you're not listening or you're, or you're doing something uh, em- embarrassing that you're not supposed to do. Yeah, so like a common one is like uh, hands down the pants, and then like you you realize like oh there's there's people around and uh, what was I even doing? It was just kind of like uh, fucking dick demon. Ugh, get away from me! It's got to get out somehow. Okay, I'm ready whenever everybody else is. Yeah, but we can fucking see you. How about that shit? Oh, you can't see me? No, we can't see you, dumb dins. Oh, uh, here we go. Fucking amateur hour with this guy. Hey, he's drinking. He's drinking coffee with a baby on it. <laughs> There we go. Yeah, yeah. This is my nephew. Oh, cute little kid. Yeah, show some oh, fucking yeah. respect, Jomo. I got a Ninja Turtle mug. My sister gave me uh, this like ten years ago. Chancellor wow. Truman. Chancellor Truman. Nice. All right, so let's begin with the fucking introductions. All right. This man doesn't need an introduction, but he's gonna fucking get it anyway. He's here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and he's all out of fucking gum, Mister Rob Motherfucking Fortune. Rob, what's up? How's it going? Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here. Great to see you again. Uh, you look spry. Uh, I know. I know you're doing great things in this world. Thank you for coming. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you for being here today. Thank you. Though I don't want to introduce him, he is a fucking asshole, piece of shit. All right. He's kept Chris Hansen busy for many, many years. Mr. Jack Falcon. Everyone, Jack Falcon.
Dude, that was a bottle this that week. Was it's not, so that, weak, bro. That was weak. It's so weak. That was not. It's a bottle. Look, look what it is. Oh bro. my god. Oh well, you can't go wrong with that. You can't. Bro, go wrong it's with the that. correlation, right? It's, a, it's, it's like the same. more yeah. expensive it is, the worse it pops. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. It, it didn't feel. Yeah. It didn't okay. Feel good. It didn't feel you good. know what? Let me let me try. I have a I have a can of seltzer right here. Let me. Okay. Let's see wait, what wait, wait. Like. The only way you're gonna redeem yourself is if you do if you open that can with your butthole. That's well, you make it seem like I like I bottled these. Like I'm not like yeah. It's like the intro got botched, but that's not Sam Adams, not me. You have to redeem that, yourself. That is on all you. right. Well, let's hear what this. Sounds you like. made the choice to open up a bottle, so there you go. All right, you're right. You're right. It was my choice. Let's hear what this sounds like. Okay. See, you hear ooh, that? Ooh, ooh. delicious. Crispy. That's a, that's, crispy. that's, a, that's a studio crispy. sound effect. That's crispy. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I I figured I was gonna try a bottle again because last time I did it, it was weak, and it's weak again. So. It's. It all evens out. No. It all evens out. Yeah, that's how the universe works. I want to start off with a hypothetical, though. All right. I want to ask you guys a question too. So fucking Rob is like, oh fuck my life. Let's uh, do it. So check this out. I'm gonna put you both in a situation. All right. I don't want you to answer just yet. Let's think of. Okay. Let's put ourselves in like a saw scenario. Right. There's a room. You're in okay. a room. And you got multiple guns on the ceiling to your head, right? And the guy mm -hmm. is over the saw thing going, hey, let's play a game. And then he shines red lights on two buttholes. They're both male buttholes, right? He's like, inside these buttholes are a key to save your mother's life, okay? Okay. And the only way you can get that key is if you're able to climax inside of this gay butthole. No <laughs> condom, right? Yeah. However, however, there's a... <laughs> There, one of these men has AIDS. What, what would you do? Where do you come up with this shit? Wait, no, what would you, what question, wait, I just thought about it one day. I was just like, could could I do that? Could I fucking do that? Could but why I? are you thinking about this one day? I don't know. I you know the well, shit that know, goes through like, my fucking head is the I know. dumbest shit. That any yeah, but like my thing here is that this is a whole story and world you've concocted here. Like <laughs> there's like backstory. There's like a mother. Like and also, why is the key? For saving your mother when you're the one with like two guns pointed at your head. Cause, cause, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cause if once a guy you're done fucking climaxing, he's gonna fart that key out, right? Right. Okay. And wouldn't you use that to get out of your whatever you're in? No, 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 no. no. It's a, it's like he's got some magic power. Just, just, just live in my universe for just one minute, okay? Don't, don't try to break down my universe. The universe is strong, okay? I'm just gonna ask you a question. Would you do it? <laughs> I mean, I can't, both, I okay. You're both, of them, away, both of them so have not? a key. Both of them have a key. Both of them have a key. <laughs> so there's a key in both, but only yeah, one but has one AIDS. of them has AIDS. That's yeah, that's like yeah. Would you sure? So, sure. And I'll smile while doing it if necessary. <laughs> oh, and you can't you can't do it like they're not doggy style either. Like you're gonna this is all missionary. You're gonna see fucking twig and berries <laughs> while you're doing this shit. <laughs> But here's here's an actual question that I have for everybody here. <clears throat> I want Rob to fucking answer this shit. So the, the the purpose of the game is to figure out which one has AIDS, and then uh, <laughs> so that way you save your own life, or no, like it's just both of them have a key, right, in their butthole. Yeah. that's gonna unlock the door. So you yeah, there's save. no way of figuring out who has AIDS. But like you, you just have you're to taking, guess you're one taking a one in two chance. You know, there's a fifty percent <laughs> chance you're gonna get fucking AIDS. So either you get shot in the head and die now, or you have sex and then you have a fifty percent chance of dying. What? Right, yeah. But here's the thing, though. The of key, though, that you're getting 
doesn't set you free. It sets your mother free. Yeah. That's not what you said. So yeah, like, because you have to play. Know. You have to play another game after. I mean, that's just okay. like <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's a whole. Yeah. And people don't really die of AIDS anymore. Like the, the, the AIDS medicine is extremely effective. So it's basically like, do you want to get shot in the head or do you want to have sex? That's the question. <laughs> but yeah, it, but it's, it's true. But it's you know it's dude butt sex. It's not. It's not going to be fun. And you're going to have to like force yourself to climax. You're going to have to put yourself in a, in a, in a, in a position in your mind where you're just like, Oh my God, like this is, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. I gotta figure this out. Yeah. Do the, do, do the men have personalities? Like is one going to make fun of you while you do it while the other one stays quiet or like what? No, no, they're, they're, they're basically incapacitated. Oh, okay. This is dude rape. Jomo. I think you need to, I, you have, I don't know. You have a wild imagination. Uh, like you have a whole backstory here concocted. Yeah, I know. What is I, the next game? Do you know? No, you I, I don't. I didn't have another game. I just basically laughed, and my wife looked at me like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Yeah. No, <laughs> and, seriously, what and, the fuck is wrong? And, with and you? she walked away and was just like, "Oh god, this guy is a fucking idiot." But anyway. Yo, so I'm I'm playing the new Pokemon Snap, and it's pretty awesome. That's all I want to say. No one plays that game. Uh, someone is probably playing it. Maybe. Like, well, besides me. It's probably the baby with the big dick that we talked about. He's playing Pokemon Snap. <clears throat> Someone somewhere is playing New Pokemon Snap. Anyway, <laughs> it has the crappiest name, New Pokemon Snap. What kind of name is that? Call it something else that isn't garbage. Say, me gusta Pokemon. Yeah, anything. Um, so today we're talking about Linkin Park. This was Jomo's uh, suggestion. Yes, it was. And um, did, everyone, did everyone go through their entire catalog? I no, right. not okay. even close. Okay. I went, I went through four out of like what six albums? That yeah, there's seven, I think. Seven. Albums? Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're, this we're is going to be. We're, we're getting. We need to step our game up. I feel like a shit bag for not doing it. This is going to be a fun episode to talk about because this band later in their career is all over the place. Um, drugs. Are is anything? Drugs are I don't. I I didn't look into any personal stuff <clears throat> of anybody here. I know someone in, in one of the YouTube comments was like, "Yeah, drugs was a big factor of the first album." I have no idea if that's true. Um, but we'll be talking about Linkin Park. Linkin Park has sold 70 million albums and 30 million singles worldwide. The band uh, produced 11 number one singles on the Billboard Alternative Songs chart. Uh, they're the second ever act to have at least 10 weeks with three or more tracks on the chart. And Crawling and Numb earned the band two Grammy Awards. Great songs. The amount of albums that these guys have sold is mind-blowing. It's freaking bonkers. Hybrid Theory, which is their first album. It's a 12-track record released in 2000. The album uh, comes in under 38 minutes. It sold 30 million copies worldwide. Um, and the only reason I'm going to talk about the U.S. sales here is because some of their albums don't have worldwide sales, so you can kind of gauge sales because the other ones only have, like, some of them only have U.S. sales. So if I were to tell you 30 million versus 200,000, it would be, like, really skewed. I'm yeah. pretty sure all these numbers in general are skewed. They haven't been updated in a while. Um, but at one point, so 30 million copies worldwide with 10 million, 10 and a half million sold in the United States. I'm going to guess tons of digital sales of this album. Um, the location of the person isn't known. I'm going to guess because 10 million to 30 seems low. I would expect it to be at least half of that. Maybe that's not the proper way of thinking about it, but whatever. As a whole, it sold 30 million copies, which is insane. Um, there are four singles from this album. One step closer in the end, crawling and paper cut. Jomo, did you want to talk about hyper theory? No, I fucking so Hybrid Theory. I know was the original name of the band. Um, yes, and I, I'm I'm guessing it was because they want power chords that were super shitty, 
um, some a DJ, and then a mix of between rock and an MC rapper that was that was in the band. And I, when I first heard this fucking album, it was I think through my brother or friends at school, and they were just like, "Yo, you got to listen to this fucking album, man! It's great." And for someone who came from like the metal world and metal slash you know listening to some punk i was like holy fuck what is this band this is this is totally totally different sound opens up i think every song um on this album was a complete fucking hit for side don't give me that fucking look you don't know i just feel rob All fortune's right. fucking you don't know no, i yes yeah sorry i can't control my face sometimes <laughs> Yeah, this album is full of bangers, definitely. I, I can't, I can't yeah. control the bullshit that's being spewed out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> God damn it, Jim. No, 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 it's not. Yeah, okay, keep going. I want to go over my real name though. It's Jorgen Moshevitz. All right, okay. Jorgen Moshevitz. <laughs> okay, so um, if you look me up, uh, you can find me on MySpace. Um, eating asshole. Anyway, moving on. So one step closer, I thought was one of the greatest fucking songs because it's like. It's like a guy is it's talking about like oh my god one more thing just one more thing is going to push me over the edge. Yeah. And like he's I, he's almost there. And yeah, I'm almost there brother. And like to me it fucking just it, it it talked about like that fucking teenage angst and I think they really played to that to that sound. And it was kind of like I was talking to my wife about this like it played to like the emo-ish before emo was a thing. So kids who were like listening to rock would listen to these songs because all the songs are like if you listen to the read the lyrics and all that shit get into it are super depressing they're fucking yeah they, 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 it's if it, it's sad to, to to think about chester bennington's you know death man he you know the lead singer you know took his life which is sad you know you don't want anyone to take their life especially if you're, you're close to them but like he was putting his fucking emotions depression everything on paper and it, 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 you could feel it, man. You could feel the shit. It, 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 all these songs, man. Crawling. Crawling was just like... You could tell there was like abuse in his life. You could tell that the guy was dealing with some sort of fucking... You know, crazy shit that was happening in his life. And it, it's depressing, man. The, the whole album was like... Although it's good, I like the, the influences of rock and rap mixed together. A DJ to like put in some... Uh, to put in those electronic tones, kind of like an EDM-ish uh, vibe in, into the band. I I was impressed as a kid, you know, 14 years old, listening to this album. I was like, this is fucking amazing. This is a great album. And it, it, I, it obviously showed it. It's catchy. Um, and the world did love it. What'd you say? The, it was like 30 million uh, for record sales for this album? Yeah, I, I know multiple people who say this is their favorite album of all time. It, it's a great album. And if you, even if you're not into the, like this, this fusion of rock, uh, rap and like EDM mixed together, well, not EDM. I don't know even why. I fucking hate EDM. Yeah, it's music, electronic. But it's electronic, 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 yeah. electronic music, electronic um uh, components mm-hmm. that are into the song. Yeah. I, I thought it was absolutely, you know, uh, amazing. You know, I, yeah. This is this is a very original album. Yeah, it definitely is. Do you guys know if Chester was uh, convicted of any felonies or anything like that? No, he's not like that dude from fucking like Tim Lombasis from fucking As I Lay Dying. That dude is a fucking that dude is fucked up in the head. Hire someone to kill his fucking wife. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't know that. Um, so uh, we're gonna get into the lyrics at some point, but uh, 
you know, uh, the, the guy deals with a lot of guilt and um, I'm going to psychoanalyze him and say, he, he I don't think he murdered anyone. I don't think he, you know, I think he's a sensitive guy and uh, he was probably taught to hate himself. And so I don't know, he farted too loud one time and uh, he hates himself forever for it. I mean, he, he goes on and on about how he can't forgive himself for what he's done. Um, I, maybe he did something uh, bad, but I, you know, you your parents or, you know, people, life can teach you that you're unacceptable and horrible, even though maybe you're just the same as everyone else. So, uh, yeah, uh, we'll talk about that later. So, uh, you know, the dude, the, there's a few articles. And if you look online, uh, if you go onto Google, like the dude fucking went through some horrific shit through child abuse, you know, dealing with okay. fucking the way he was treated, man. It was pretty fucking bad. And you could feel you could feel like what he was feeling in numb like if you listen to numb which is the next album we'll talk about but mm -hmm. the like the 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 song is dark i mean crawling yeah it, it just crawling talks about his you know the insecurities so, so insecure you know crawling in my skin these wounds will not heal like he can't get over the shit that happened to him as a child and yeah. and i think that everyone it, it doesn't even matter it could be like a little bit abused to like fucking you know v you know, North Vietnamese prison camp abuse. I mean, people go through shit, man, and they don't want to talk about it. And when you have something that you can relate to and you can listen to, sometimes bring up that feelings through music actually, you know, can be therapeutic. And yes, you know, you know, you get goosebumps thinking about something that happened to you as a kid or, you know, an experience that you had recently. And it's just like, okay, like, hopefully, you know, I could get over this and I can you know move past it but the yes whole, the whole album just screams like fucking i need to get the fuck out of here i need to do something else i need to realize that life is going to change you know and it that's why i think the album was such a great album it, it fused everything that people were getting into and listening to the only downside that i don't like about you know these albums the you know lincoln park produces the guitars are trash mm -hmm. Yeah, well, there's not I, a lot of riffing going on, but no, I mean, I could get I could get a kid who's like, you know, a first year guitar kid, play some better shit than that, and I, I don't think that yeah, I mean, it does it does the job. It's not it's not uh, rust in peace, but it, it it does the job of what they want it to do. Yeah, here we go, with rust in peace. Oof. Yeah, I mean, the guitar doesn't always have to be. This is kind of like a bunch of things thrown into a pot, right, and like mixed into a stew instead of like something standing out by itself. So I think it mixes in fine. That is one of the things I thought of throughout this entire discography that there's not a whole lot of like really memorable guitar riffs. It's more almost just like a backing instrument here. Yeah, and it's it's a good in support. However, I, I would like them to like incorporate maybe some solos or a bit more complex riffs that so there go, are that, go, that go hand in hand later on. Uh, later on, but honestly, they're pretty bad. There's a guitar solo that stuck out to me on um, it was on I think a thousand suns or it was on Living Things, and uh, it, they should have just cut it. It was really bad. He's um, like, hey man, check this out. I think I got this. Oh god. Are you playing yeah. skills, bro? <laughs> yeah, no, it just wasn't good. So um, he definitely has parts where, um, especially in later albums, and I'm like, okay, that's, yeah, this guy's a good guitar player, but he doesn't uh, flaunt it, he doesn't really show it a lot. Um, but then sometimes when he does show it, it's like, eh, maybe you should put that away for, for now. <laughs> hey, bro, hey, you like this, hey, relax. Remember, remember, yeah. 
I'm, I'm not even trying to be rude, but it's just like, you know, Rob was talking about before, like cutting things, you know, it's sometimes like listening to it. Maybe you think it's good at the time. You listen, listen to it a little more, a little more Then it's like, okay, maybe I don't like it as much. Cut it. And maybe you like the final product more than you did the pieces that were there. I don't know. I didn't write any of it, obviously, but it's like when I heard some of it, it's like my eyes rolled or I was like, Ugh. there's a one song. I can't remember which album it's on. It must have been the metal one, the hunting party. And it was like all wah pedal. And I was like, it sounded like uh, a Metallica mockery solo i don't know yeah. is again it just like made my eyes roll it's like why did you put like five watt pedals together to to get the sound um so one of the comments i saw on the last album i want to bring it up early because it goes with this someone said uh uh they say he didn't leave a suicide letter but this album was his goodbye and then someone commented responded to that and said it's it's not only this album uh, even other songs hit different now he was talking about his pain all in yeah. all these songs and no one understood it that's something we were talking about, I believe, just in chatting over the past week, that the songs sound a lot different now where they have they have like different meaning that you know that, you know, the guy is dead now and he committed suicide and he had a lot. You know, you listen to all this stuff like you were saying before, like crawling and one step closer. And it's like you can see it like one of the songs he says, I'm pretty sure he says, write what you know or sing what you know or whatever. And um, I don't know. It's, it definitely sounds a lot different now. Yeah. And so for me, I think that. Hyper Theory, it was just, the album itself is obviously paying homage to fucking the incorporation of all these different musical ideas into one, but the, the album the whole time is talking about depression, anxiety, um, you know, abandonment, uh, emotional, physical abuse. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty dark, man. But I think, you know, Chester, it, it may have been not a cry for help, but he's just like, hey, listen to this. I want someone to understand, you know, and the fact that, you know, critics later are, you know, reading into it. I was reading into this shit when I was 14, 15 years old. I was like, holy shit, like this is fucked up, man. Like this guy's going through stuff. And it just goes to show you people just listen to more the catchiness of the album rather than how dark the dark undertones of you know oh yeah i mean of, look of at the right line mental health yeah. issue man it's fucking it's sad because you, you think you think more people would pay attention mm -hmm. rob what were you going to say about um the analyzation or whatever oh uh, let's talk about lyrics uh so i'll start with paper cut like a face that i hold inside a face that awakens when i close my eyes a face that watches every time i lie a face that laughs every time i fall and watches everything so he feels under a microscope uh like uh guilt and um you know so so he feels mocked and like he can't do anything without uh being judged and uh like everything he does is bad and evil and um this is a lot of pressure to to, to live with um I know I've got a face in me, points out all my mistakes to me. You've got a face on the inside, too, and your paranoia is all probably worse. Uh, so uh, that last line I take to mean um, he feels guilty for even saying that he has paranoia, and he needs to say, like, uh, you, you probably have it worse than I do. He doesn't. He, he seems like he, he feels like he has no right to his own emotions, even. And then everyone acts like the fact of the matter is I can't add up to what you can so like again like it's he's been told his whole life that he's nothing he'll never amount to anything we know now that he 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 you know he's an extremely successful musician and yet you know he probably died thinking that he was garbage you know he can't give himself credit for anything yeah yeah it's tough Oof. it's tough the the the, the, uh, the insecurities and the mental health issues that he faced 
yes. you know, you're, you're wondering, like, you know, hey, and obviously with, that lets him, you know, going through substance abuse big time. And the dude, heavy drinking, I think he was maybe into pills, you know. And I don't want to say that in a, in a way that could be, you know, I'm not trying to disparage a guy. But yeah. that was his coping mechanism. That's how he dealt with, you know, the abandonment from his father and, and, and his parents splitting up. That's, and everybody's like, oh, they could just deal with it. I said, well, you know, every human is different, man. Not everyone yeah. thinks the same or feels the same, man. So you got to understand, like, you have to be compassionate and empathetic and truly give your heart to someone and say, hey, man, like, I'm here for you and mean it. And he probably never had that. He probably had that with the band. And they were just like, man, like, it's so much to, to, to take in. And that's a, that's a lyric in one of the songs. Yeah. It's, it's fucked up, man. A, a lot of uh, addicts experience it in isolation. Uh, uh, so leave out all the rest. Uh, says, I dreamed I was missing. You were so scared. But no one would listen because no one else cared. So it's like there's only two people in his life. Like his life is microscopic. His support network is almost nobody. And um, yeah, that's the sort of a, a lot of addicts ha, uh, feel isolated, like nobody understands them, like nobody supports them. And uh, yeah. And, you know, that compounds. We, we know that yeah. like, going through that, it will compound like your depression and shit. And but most of the time people are finding a coping mechanism through alcohol uh, through pills, yep. uh, some sort of numbing agent, or yes. some sort of different stimuli, stimuli that uh, that will you know jumpstart themselves and maybe or either help them forget or retain what they're going through. And it's just the human mind is so complex, man. So you can't you can't just put everything in one label and just say, hey, it's this issue or it's that issue. It could that guy was going through a lot of shit and. Mm-hmm. He was trying to move past it, and I know he had a family. And it, you want to say that you know giving into suicide is kind of a selfish thing, but at the same time, you don't know what someone's going through, you know. And so I think for us, for as what I analyze in our society, we put this negative stigma of going to get mental health care, you know. And you want to confide in your friends that like, hey, I'm getting this help, man. You know, I just, you know, help me along the way. And then those same friends will turn and say, do you know this guy is going through bipolar depression or he's got anxiety disorder or this, that or the other? Oh, do you know he's on this, dude? We shouldn't hang out with him. And that kind of fakeness in our society is what ruins and creates division. We, we need to be able to help people to get through this shit. And I think this music kind of helped him because he could have killed himself years and years ago who knows man it's that's fucking dark yeah so people see the going to the gym as a healthy thing because you know you're at a certain point and then you you work out and then you're stronger at the end of it and like you know you're taking care of yourself and that's how people should see mental health stuff you know i've had people say like i don't need pills i don't need well like if you're suffering ask for help because it doesn't uh it, it doesn't do anyone any good to just sit in your own misery for you know so it's it's good to get help and yeah that's that's the way to look at it it's like i i i invested time in myself to make myself better it's not something to be ashamed of you know pills therapy i've tried it all it all helped me so i mean you know do it no shame i was thinking about cocaine for therapy um 
I'm dead ass serious, man. Like fucking, what will what will get me going? Because sometimes I get I catch myself in a funk, and I think we should have like <laughs> I think we should legalize all drugs or decriminalize, I should say. So that way I could just go hit a blast, and you know I got more pep in my step for about another thirty minutes. You know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, um, Paper Cut, I think, is a good introduction to this album because um, Chester, his voice is very recognizable. You're never going to hear it and not know it's him. Uh, so, you know, in the so okay, so exactly one minute into this album is when we hear Chester's growl, vocal, whatever you want to call his voice, his specific thing that he has. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. The sound um, we hear it exactly one minute in, um, and I think it's nice because it's kind of like hinting up to it, and then we finally get to hear it. Although I do think I mentioned in the Chinese democracy when we talked about Chinese democracy that that album starts off with like Axel doing it right in the beginning, and I think that also helps that song specifically because it kind of gets you into it. Uh, this also, I, I I think it's different hearing it a minute in, um, especially if you've never heard the album before. Um, it really works really well as an introduction song. This album flows really well together. And uh, one thing, almost all the Linkin Park albums have the uh, the credit, the writing credits is Linkin Park. And you don't see that very often. We've talked about Billy Corgan being a dick and pretty much wanting all the writing, you know, credit for uh, all the stuff that he put out. Uh, these guys share it. Uh, Tool is another band that I know that shares it. Uh, they shared it almost their entire career, which is very weird uh, that they didn't share it all the way through. I'm not exactly sure. Now, most of this, uh, all this information is coming from, you know, the internet in one way or another. I, I didn't look at any of this in an encyclopedia or something published by, um, you know, people who are experts on the subject. So there's possible errors in the stuff that we're talking about, but it's all, um, it's it's as accurate as it can be on the internet, <clears throat> getting it from Wikipedia or wherever. Um, but yeah, this is a great album. I think my favorite song on it is still One Step Closer. I remember hearing this uh, album for the first time in high school and it's it was just, it's really different. And it's, it's just really, really well done. This is an original idea had by a band. There's like six people in this band and it's done well. Uh, Mike, the guitar player, uh, he's the one who is doing the other like the rapping or the other singing alongside Chester. I didn't realize, I thought they had a whole separate singer who was doing that. Uh, he does both. He plays the guitar. He, and then he does the rapping or whatever, and it works really well together. I think this album is 10 out of 10. It's great. It's, it's uh, original and it's catchy and it's, it's well done. It's a producer's wet dream. I mean, yeah, definitely. I fucking love this album. What do you think? Mr. Rob fortune. Um, well, you know, so back to uh, like like how good are the guitars or whatever, you know, uh, like the, the thing about, you know, generic is it's good enough for everybody. And, uh, you know, so if they sold 30 million copies, it's, there's nothing objectionable about it, really. Yeah. I mean, um, last week we, we, we uh, was saying how much I love Gorguts for being uh, eccentric because that does it for me more than, you know. So uh, I, I hated this band when I was 14 and uh what was that about um i was listening to a lot of neurosis and um and i okay as i was listening to this i uh, okay so there's a saying if something makes you mad that's because there's something within you that resonates with it so like really you're mad at yourself like otherwise you have no reaction to it so generally when i was listening to this album for this uh for this podcast I would if if something pissed me off, I would stop it and try to think about it. And you know, you know, and I, I it's it's generally like if I was mad at him, it was either something that I was still mad about that happened to me also. Uh, so my sub my my lizard brain was saying, "Shut up, you you whatever." But that's because people used to say that to me. Like you know, people mm -hmm. used to say, um, 
you know, don't be a pussy, you F word, you know, it's like, uh, people always told me to, sh to shut up and, and, sh and shove your anger down and hold it inside and take it to your grave. And uh, that advice never worked for me. It always made things worse. And that's the sort of thing that turned me in, into an alcoholic later in life. Like you can't stuff it all down. You that that rots you from the inside. So I, I feel like I suffered well, you know, I it, basically I was mad at him for things that he was saying, but in reality, I I I I relate more than I thought I did. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, crawling. Um, these wounds they will not heal. This lack of self control I fear is never ending. That's one of those lines that uh, I, drove me crazy when I heard it, and then I paused it, thought about it, and yeah, I, th I think. Um, because my lizard brain at first is like, okay, well, if you can't control yourself, we'll just, 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 I've had issues with, uh, anger for, and, you know, and like, what, what's that? People told me, um, your emotions are trying to, uh, is, is, this, is, is the part of you that's still wild. That's telling you, oh, uh, that something's not right. So if you're a kid, you know, I was listening to this when I was 14, my life wasn't the way I wanted it to be. And there wasn't a lot I could do about it. And if I tried to t tell anyone about it, they just told me to shut up. Yeah. Uh, so like, w I, I also had a lack of self-control, um, but like also, uh, how do I even say this? I don't know. You can't just wish away your anger. Your anger is it, like, you're that's like, that's, it actually helps you. It's not, it's not, it, you know, it, it, when you're 14 and you're, you're stuck somewhere that you don't want to be, you know, it's, it just kind of fucks up your life for a while. But, you know, ultimately, like, you know, what I've been doing in the past couple of years with therapy and all of that is like going through, like, what keeps me up at night? What are the nightmares that I have? And then, you know, think about that. And like, that's the thing that, that means that's, that's the thing that I want to change so that I can have the life that I want to have. So it's like you, you go into your negative emotions to figure out what to do with your life next. And, um, so when, when I, when I hear this, um, this lack of self-control, I fear is never ending. It's like, well, you know, they're telling you to stuff it down that you're not allowed to be angry, but maybe you should be angry. And maybe that's the thing that you like, you know, that's, that's your, that's, that's your like soul telling your brain something's wrong and this is what you need to work on and what you need to fix. So I don't know, trying to just stuff it down and just never be angry. Isn't the fucking answer you got, you know, it's. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I beg to differ. I think Joe Jackson was onto something. He beat the shit out of Michael Jackson, and look how successful that guy was. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. He, cre he created a millionaire at the expense of the lives of his family, and uh, you know, yeah. Uh, not just a millionaire, multiple millionaires. Okay, let's just get that shit That's out of the way. Beating I, I wanna, works. Look at I, Pete. I wanna, look at Pete Maravich. That's all I gotta say. I want to drop this in the comments. <laughs> Um, this is the lineup of Lincoln Park. It's probably the most concrete lineup of any band of all time that lasted 20 years. Um, oh, there's, a, wow. yeah, it's they, it's pretty much the same people from the beginning, at least from uh, Hybrid Theory. Yeah, I, I've posted Nine Inch Nails before. That band's like, yeah. he's always kicking people out, and like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So th this yeah. is pretty impressive that it's that stable. Definitely. Oh, shit! Wow. That. Oh, what happened in 20? Oh yeah, he. Um, right. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we were just talking about this fucking, I feel stupid. Uh, yeah, Jomo, is there anything else you want to say about this? Right no, now? man, it, this was, a not only for me as a <clears throat> guy who used to skateboard and do all that shit. Like this was a, a banger album, man. This is a great album. I think anyone who's even remotely interested in Linkin Park has to listen 
to this album from front to fucking end. <laughs> if they're remotely interested in Linkin Park, they've already heard this album front to back. And if Listen, they haven't, they're not remotely interested in Linkin Park. I mean, fuck you. And you know what? You know what? Guns N' Roses is by far the worst out, worst band of all time. All right, worst fucking band. I can't believe that Axl Rose got away with all the bullshit he got away with over the years. That shows me how much of a pussy Slash is in Duff McKagan. So, like, w- w- I, I've been thinking about this. Um, th- this this is their debut album. We talk yeah. about what's the best debut album of all time. Is it uh, Appetite for Destruction or Hybrid Theory? Hybrid Theory sold more copies, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're both up there. I, I don't remember what, I can't remember off the top of my head what uh, Appetite sold. Oh, yeah, it was like 25 million, right? It, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, they, 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 they both did great. great. Clearly not that great. <laughs> yeah no it, it sold approximately 30 million yeah so i mean this is right on par they both sold right about the same well congratulations no, no, they, they didn't sell about the same yeah. no no lincoln park sold more because they're better okay fine <laughs> they're better mean, than regar- regardless it's it's insane how many albums lincoln park has sold it's, yeah, yeah. it's insane like I, I don't know any other bands that has like from that time that has sold 30 million copies no that's okay 30 million is the 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 peak i don't know any band that has sold three albums in a row at 20 million copies a piece that's insane yeah that's straight up insane yeah they should be proud yeah definitely especially if 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 only this album if this was all they ever put out they should be proud it's great it's original that's the big thing for me is it's original it's Mm. not boring it, and it's it's good. And like I said, I, I know multiple people that say this is their favorite album of all time. So it's just a good record. Yeah, it's a great, yeah, man. great record. Yeah. Go, fuck, go fuck yourself. All right. Um, Rob, Rob, are you all set with talking about this? Yeah, that's, that's it. Okay. So next, uh, in 2003, we have Meteora. I'm going to drop it in the comments. Uh, let's see. Meteora uh, is a 13-track record released in 2003. Uh, comes in just under 37 minutes. Sold 27 million copies worldwide with 6.2 million sold in the United States. There is a ton of singles from this record. Somewhere I Belong, Faint, Numb, From the Inside, Breaking the Habit, Lying From You. I think my favorite song from this album is Lying From You. Um, and Rob, what did you think of Meteora? Again, I kind of, I kind of hate this band, but I do have lyrics that I want to talk about. Should I talk about lyrics uh, now? Sure. sure. Um, from um, Somewhere I Belong, I'll Never Feel Anything Else Until I Heal. Um, I think I had to pause it there, but yeah, he's right on this one. Um, uh, uh, one of the, the best things that therapy did for me is there was a couple of things that kind of swallowed up my whole life at the time because I thought that they were still happening. And basically through therapy, it's like, oh no, that, that happened a long time ago. The situation was different. The circumstances were different. The, the power dynamics are different now. Uh, so now that I realize that it's not still happening, now it's like I'm better able to live in the present. And the happiness only exists in the present. You know, the past is regret and stuff you can't change. The future is out of your control and it's anxiety. And it's like, so if you want to live and be happy, you got to live now. And so it's like, you know, the, the things that were swallowing my entire life in the past, uh, you know, that yeah, that's true. You'll never feel anything else until you heal. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of things you don't heal from 100 percent. But, you know, uh, it's it's like my 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 attitude and understanding of those things uh, and, and whether or not it's still happening. You know, those are things that I needed to change. Um, let's see other if I could if I could change, take back the pain, take all my shame to the grave, I would. 
Um, this, you know, this is a theme I've been noticing throughout the albums. Um, okay, so there's uh, in in psychology, there's um, uh, Eric Erickson has like stage like crises of de- de- development men or whatever. He has a fancy uh, phrase that means like the crisis of shitting or something like that, which is like every human being shits. And so um, if your parents make you feel disgusting and horrible for uh, what you do in your diaper, then you will probably learn to hate yourself, think of yourself as disgusting, everything you do is disgusting, versus like if it's just like, okay, uh, you make a mess like everyone else does, cleaned it up, okay, you're good now that that's over, um, then you can live your whole life without so much shame and all of that. So that's the crisis of whether and like how ashamed of yourself you are. If I could change, take back the pain, take all my shame to the grave, I would. You know, I, I, I return to the idea that this guy hates himself probably for the same stuff that we all do. I mean, uh, it's an undue, sounds like an, an undue amount of pain for the amount of stuff that, you know, I don't know. He's mm-hmm. never convicted of a felony, so. I took what I hated and made it a part of me. I've let myself become you. I can't sep- separate myself from what I've done. I can't separate myself from what I've done is, you know, uh, you know, guilt and shame. So this is a fear that I think a lot of people with abusive parents have. I took what I hated and made it a part of me. I let myself become you. So first of all, that's putting too much pressure on himself. Like, I've let myself become you. It just kind of seeps into your brain. Like, like it was, it's, it, this was all pushed into his brain and then, yeah, you're going to have uh, aspects of you're going to wake up in your 20s and 30s and see that you learned all this stuff from the people around you. And so that means you picked up all your bad habits from from the people around you and you have them, too. And that's that sucks when uh, there's abusive people in your uh, in your life and you realize you're like them, and it can feel like a death sentence. It's like, you know the pain that they put you through, and now I'm doing this too, and it, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's fucking heavy. Um, the good news is you can change. It takes forever, and you probably need therapy and, and all this in order to do it. Uh, yeah, it can, it can be done. Um, and then what I like is that, that, that was on figure nine, and the next song is Breaking the Habit. So there's like hope in the next song. You know, because you can change your habits, you can change the way you act, you can. Uh, so I, I liked that, and uh, I hate my rhymes. I hate everyone else's more. <laughs> I like um, that. That was another positive uh, phrasing I liked because um, I think all artists are self-critical and um, uh, noticing that there's something missing that you want to add is good enough motivation to keep going. And I think a lot of us artists are self-hating and making stuff, uh, at least in my case, uh, making music. I have no fans. I make no music. I've sold zero copies. But uh, making music has like fixed my relationship with myself. I think of myself as stupid, unable to think, unable to put a thought together. And then I made music and it's like, oh, well, I'm better than my brain says I am. So fucking, you know, so making making stuff has really helped me. I hate my rhymes, but I hate everyone else's more. That's enough motivation to keep going. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I Here's the thing with me is, you know, everyone thinks, you know, they, they find that solace or that therapy through music. Here's the fucked up part. I know I'm stupid, and that level of self-awareness hurts me in a, in a bad way because I know I'm stupid. And it's just like, oh, geez. 
Did you say something stupid again? Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Well, stupid, stupid about what? About every... Yo, talking about babies with big dicks? You don't think that's fucking stupid? Well, yeah, that's dumb. Or, or, like, or, or I, yeah. fucking bareback fucking a guy in a Saw movie just so that you can save <laughs> someone's life? That's yeah, fucking like, stupid. No one wants to hear about that stupid shit. Right, no, yeah, that's I, dumb, but like, it doesn't make me think you're stupid. So... I, and it's funny. It's self, comedy. Yeah, self, right, self, yeah. Self-awareness is a motherfucker. That's all I got to say. All right. So when I look at this album, the Meteor album, I was, again, uh, somewhere in high school. I think I was a junior or whatever. Or, yeah, ju- no, I was a senior. I was a senior, yeah. Depending what, when it came out. And I was fucking... 2003. But what, what month in 2003? Oh. I don't know which month because, remember, high school was a bunch of bullshit. And, by the way, fight the education system by the... Kids, you know, fight the Department of Education. I don't want to pay student to loans. <laughs> I, I, want, I want to know where Jumbo was at this exact moment when this came out. Okay. Um, this, this released on March 25th, 2003. Okay, so I was a junior, uh, balls deep in this chick I know named Ellen. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> and she was like, you're the only one. And she was holding me, and uh, I gazed in her eyes. Dude, you were banging imagine. a watermelon that you put in the oven, bro. Listen. Some of us had to bang fruit, okay? Um, so, Somewhere I Belong, it, it was a great song for me. Even though, I, th- I think it got a music video. It was kind of a hit, maybe. But yeah, it was. That, that song was just like, hey, it's talking about, you know, trying to find yourself. Whether you're some kid in high school or you're, you know, in a career field, you're working at a Fortune 500 company, or you're in a band, you know, even people are always trying to find somewhere that they belong. Depression can make you feel like you're alienated from those people. So you could definitely tell he, he was accepted. I mean, everybody loves the guy. You know, if you're into the band, you love Chester Bennington um, and, and the rest of the members. And, you know, even people across the world, hell, there's people in fucking, probably, you know, uh, Nepal who have heard of fucking Linkin Park. And they probably love yeah. the band. So even with all that acceptance, everything about that, he's probably like thinking or reading about the critics who were criticizing this album and or, or their music style saying, oh, it's just some catchy bullshit. And that could further his depression, you know? And But he feels like even though he's accepted around the world and the band is accepted as a great band, that he's still trying to find somewhere he belongs, man. Like, and, you know, and maybe that's just the thing about Linkin Park is they never really fit an exact mold. They're kind of their own mold, you know? So he's tying in both where the band is sitting at and where his emotion, his emotional state is at. So for yeah, me, these guys for, musically, these guys are definitely leaders, not followers. Um, for, at least from the beginning, they definitely started something new instead of just playing off what someone else had already done. And then "Numb," "Numb" was a great song for me. I felt like it, it's it, it's so fucking dark, man. It's I mean I feel so bad, man, because I was listening to this album and I'm reading articles in. I'm thinking about like all the shit this guy has went through. He put, you know, his emotion on paper and try to make a fucking a great album, which I thought was a great follow-up album. It was definitely not a sophomore slump. And it was just depressing just listening to this shit. You're just like, holy shit, man, like fucking you need to go to fucking some serious therapy. Yeah. It, it's dark, man. It's dark. And you, you know, you could feel all the bullshit that he went through, man. So as as a follow up album to Hybrid Theory, I think Meteora was definitely an album that you have to put yourself in and go, well, this is definitely Linkin Park, and 
I felt sometimes though it was the electronics were a bit overwhelming, like the incorporating of electronics, you know, the a regular band set like you know you got your bass and guitars and shit like that, and then with singing it just felt. I think I talked about this with my wife a little. She said a little bit busy too, and I was thinking the same thing. But it's still great, and that's not for every song. That's just for a few songs. Yeah, well, half half of this album is singles, so I mean, it's still full of bangers, just like the other one. Yeah. Um, this album definitely doesn't have the same edge that Hybrid Theory has. I don't think it's a slump either at all, like you were saying. Um, I don't like it as much. When I first re-listened to this, um, I think it was a bad upload. Like somebody, you know how sometimes when when um, companies put out music videos, they purposely make the song kind of sound shitty so that way you don't rip it and just steal it. Um, which was an idea at one point, but makes no sense now because there's like 50 versions of this on on the internet. So one of them was going in and out, and I think that's one reason why I wasn't liking it. I listened to it like two or three times. I'm okay with this record. It's fine. It's not bad at all. Uh, it's not as good as Hybrid Theory. It's not, and I don't like it. Like It's not my second favorite album by them um, by far, but I think that's just because of the, of what music I'm into. Um, but yeah, it's it's more of Linkin Park, it's good. It's it's well done. It's sold a ton of copies. Uh, there's a bunch of singles from here. There's nothing absurdly bad about this at all. I mean, it's it's a good album. It's just not hybrid theory. And also, when we were talking, when we did the rap um, episode, I talked about there was a Kanye West song where it has like a flute in it. There's a song on this album called Nobody's Listening that has a flute in it. And uh, it's it's weird uh, to hear it. But uh, yeah, overall, it's good. I, I think it's it's a step in the right direction for them. There's no really remaking hybrid theory and hybrid theory two, even if they made that wouldn't live up to the first one anyway. So you have to do something else, but it's, it's not like really deviating off the path of what, um, Lincoln park is. So what if Chester Bennington was having some dark undertones about like, he wanted like, you know, to play water sports such as, you know, like, you know, PP and stuff like that in bed. Oh, like, like sexual water like, sports. Nobody's listening. I want a little pee-pee. And, you uh, know. <laughs> these guys have so much money that they don't have to they don't have to put it passively in a song. They could just pay money and have it done. Well the dude was abused, so you know, he, he could probably be like, putting this vibe out there. Let's see if anybody wants to pee on me, you know? I'm I'm sure there's <laughs> plenty of people. Would would you okay, that's hypothetical too. Would you pee on someone to save someone else's life? Yeah, sure. No, but they, they're looking at you and they're saying, oh, what a wonderful tea party. That's, yeah, that's fine. I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's inappropriate. All right. Does anyone else want to say anything else about Meteora? No. Great fucking album. Okay. So after Meteora came Minutes to Midnight. Great album. I thought it was good, not as, not as great. So Minutes to Midnight is a 12-track record released in 2007, comes in just under 44 minutes. 20 million copies sold worldwide with 3.3 sold in the United States. Uh, singles, What I've Done, Bleed It Out, Shadow of the Day, Given Up, Leave Out All the Rest. Literally the first half of this album is radio singles. So, well, so the, first is like, the first song is like an intro song or whatever, but the five songs after that are all radio singles. And that's what Linkin Park is really good at doing. They're good at getting songs onto the radio uh, and making money from it. There's a song on this album that I absolutely despise. It is called Leave Out All the Rest. I hate the song. But every time I hear it, it sounds like a song that a suit had written for them Um and made them put on the album to sell copies and get it on the radio. I hate um, radio rock. I hate radio metal. Uh, 
and I hate this song. Leave out all the rest. I know there's going to be tons of people who love that song. It's trash. I hate it. I can't listen to it. And unlike something like Shadow of the Day, which is another slow song, I don't feel is like, I feel like Leave Out All the Rest is specifically written to, like scientifically written to sell copies. I really do. Like someone broke out scientifically, like, like back in the 20s or whatever, when they used to do like scientific working where they would like take a stopwatch and like make you have to do a certain amount of things, you know, in a certain amount of time or like you get fired. Um, I feel like this is someone scientifically chopped this up vocally, instrumentally, and and this scientifically is what sells, you know, singles or albums or whatever. And I hate it for it. I, I hate it. This is strictly taken from the internet. It's unique because uh, his he holds a note in the song for 17 seconds. So whenever I'm listening to music or watching something, it always everything is always reminding me of something else that I've heard before. And when we did the Guns N' Roses episode, the first song on User Illusion 1 is called Right Next Door to Hell. And there's a part towards the end where Axl Rose yells, fuck you, bitch. And he holds it really, really long. I don't know if it's 17 seconds or more, but he holds it for quite a while. And this yell in Given Up, which is held for 17 seconds, reminds me of that. Um, oh, also, it said on Wikipedia that the front and back cover of this album were taken, like the picture, were taken around the ruins of North Shore Beach and Yacht Club in North Shore, California. A year after the release of the album, the band released 10 different possible covers that were originally used for consideration um, before the final album, uh, before the final cover was chosen. And then if you owned this record on iTunes, you could choose between which album cover you wanted, like displayed on your, uh, you know, library wow. or whatever. I tried to find these. I could not find any of them. So they must exist somewhere. Um, but I don't know um, where, where they are or, the, or what they would look like. One of the guys who told me that Hybrid Theory was his favorite album, I asked him uh, what he thought about, I believe, A Thousand Suns. No, so I asked him what he thought about the last album, which was One More Light. I said, how did Linkin Park become that? And he said, the bigger question for me is how did Linkin Park go from Meteor to Minutes to Midnight? Um, I think Minutes to Midnight starts off very Linkin Parky, like with the song specifically uh, Given Up. Uh, it kicks right in. But the more I think about this band, if you listen to their albums in order, right, you might think the next album, A Thousand Suns, and then the next album after that make no sense, like when comparing to hybrid theory. But as the albums go um, towards the end, it's like they start off with something that fits with the previous album, and then they have something that changes a little bit, and then that is able to bleed into the next one. And it does feel like they actually do more or less go together. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the constant changes of the of the band throughout the years, especially after Minutes to Midnight. This is, uh, with the exception of one more, this is pretty much the last album that really sounds like the original band. Jumbo, what did you think of Minutes to Midnight? Like I said, I, I kind of, you know, just going off of what you just said, yeah, it, 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 there are some great songs. Um, however, for me, what it feels like is the album is definitely going into obscurity towards the end. And it doesn't make any sense, like, a few of the songs, I think, like, a few of the songs that I thought were catchy, I'm getting my notes out, like, um, we had a Bleed It Out, What, have I, what I've Done, obviously singles, and they're, they're good, however, it just feels like, you can definitely tell that they're fading away and they're turning into something that, that they're not, okay, and what I mean by that is, like, the just how obscure the fucking band gets with their lyrics and some what they're incorporating musically. It just, I, it, I started to not like the album towards the end. And definitely the next album after that, I was just like, oh, this is, 
I'm ready to chop my dick off. All right. Let's yeah, the, ne- the next album is definitely different. Yeah, it's it's like um, definitely a Chinese democracy for Lincoln Park. So it'd be. Uh, it's definitely not Chinese democracy from Lincoln Park because we, another album is Chinese democracy by Lincoln Park, and it's not that one. <laughs> uh, we'll call it American imperial imperialism. How about that? Would that help? Yeah, I mean, it's just like you say that Chinese democracy doesn't exist. You're a Chinese democracy de- denier. I'm a huge denier. The, the the last album that this band put out, I, I would like to have not exist. Uh, I don't hate it. Like, I don't have, a, it doesn't, it doesn't anger me, like, leave out all the rest. Leave out all the rest legitimately angers me. It boils my blood that it exists. Uh, the last album doesn't piss me off. I just don't ever have to listen to it. Um, but, all right, Rob, did you want to read uh, some of the words from it? Sure. I dreamed I was missing. You were so scared, but no one would listen because no one else cared. We already talked about after my dreaming, I woke with this fear. What am I leaving when I'm done here? So it's thinking about legacy, uh, which is a normal thing. I think maybe he's a bit young to be thinking about this or maybe it's normal. I don't know. Uh, When my time comes, forget what I've done. Help me leave behind some reasons to be missed and don't resent me. Um, so a couple of things here. Uh, suicide is hell on the survivors. Um, Kurt Vonnegut talks about about this. Like uh, his his uh, mom killed himself, herself. And uh, yeah, uh, and there's a show I'm watching right now in which this is a ma- major character. It's like the dad uh, uh, saw himself as terrible and is isolated from the daughter. And so he killed himself. But the daughter was just in between the two parents and didn't see it that way. So it's like, why did you abandon me when I needed you? And uh, I don't know. So this um, don't resent me comment is impossible. Uh, Well, okay, I'm I'm psychoanalyzing this knowing the future in which he kills himself. But yeah, uh, yeah, so I don't know. Help me leave behind some reasons to be missed and don't resent me. Uh, He wants he wants to be free of... uh, he wants to be free of guilt and all of this, which is uh, a, a lot of times when people either kill themselves or become addicts in some kind, it's they have a pain and they're trying to escape from it somehow. And, um, you know, suicide and, and drug use are the shortcut. You know, you do that right now and then you feel nothing right now. And so that's whereas therapy and all of that are a bunch of work. You usually feel worse immediately because you, you feel worse before you get better. And, and even so, like, um, it doesn't always get better. One of the, one of the reasons, um, they, suicide rates increase after starting antidepressants because um, people say, all right, I'm going to try this treatment. Um, and, and then if they still feel sad, angry, whatever, after, after trying antidepressants, they're like, oh, well, I'm broken beyond all repair. Nothing can save me, not even modern medicine. Um, so, you know, there's no hope for me kill, kill myself. And that's, uh, that's, that's brutal. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, actually fixing yourself is difficult. So that's the attraction to, uh, suicide and and drug use is it works right away. It makes things worse in the long run and there's consequences for everyone around you. Um, so yeah, don't resent me is not a, um, it's reasonable to want that, but he's, he, he can't have that. Okay. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid. I've taken my beating. I've shared what I've made. I'm strong on the surface, not all the way through. I've never been perfect, but neither have you. I've taken my beating. So like, um, he's probably he's he's probably been taught that he deserves all the mistreatment that he uh, has taken all his life. 
And so it's like, okay, I've been punished enough. And well, yeah, maybe he's been punished too much. I mean, he probably didn't deserve the, well, no, well, no. he took it, uh, abuse as a child and no child deserves abuse. So yeah. he didn't deserve. So he's, he's, he's taken too much of a beating for sure. I've shared what I've made. Um, and he's been successful at, at, at what he's made. I'm strong on the surface, not all the way through. That 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 goes back to the push it all down, and um, I've never been perfect, but neither have you. So back to the beginning of this song, he he has only one friend in this world. He's describing um, no one listened, no one else cared. So there's 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 two people in the story, and his one friend. So he sees that no perfect, no no one is perfect, and um, so seeing his own defects, he can't forgive himself even though he's just as whatever as everyone else. He poops just like everyone else. I think he can be forgiven for whatever, yeah. What right. if he rubs shit onto someone's, like, you know, baby as a kid, and they're just like, yeah, What is wrong with you, You want the shitty baby? He's like, yeah. And then he's, like, trying to get over the fact that he fucking rubs shit on a baby. What I really think is happening is there was a time traveler who abused him, right? So he, yeah. went, in, in, he went into the future. He's like, oh, this guy sucks, man. He's working a nine-to-five at, like, Oracle in fucking Massachusetts. He ain't doing shit with his life. Fucking hates himself. Let's beat the shit out of him and treat him like shit. Because that's what works for little Michael. That's what worked for Pete Maravich. How do you think LeBron got good? He, he took a beating, all right? So I think time travelers who abuse kids are well ahead of their time. Just well ahead. That's all I got to say. You have legitimate problems. <laughs> a lot of the people who suffer this ty- type of abuse uh, end up flaming out and burning in a in a, a, oh, a yeah, crash definitely. in their yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think being able to sing about it or write about it um, helped him cope with a lot of this stuff. Um, I think so because I mean that was almost twenty years of of singing this so. Um, he was probably able to vent it and, and get some of the, you know, it's like, think of like a pot that's about to boil and like keeping it from boiling or whatever, from yelling or just, you know, writing about it, getting it out and his thoughts out and that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot more clear, um, now that he's, you know, not with us anymore, that it's not just writing a song. It, it's, it's feeling the song. He, you know, these are his feelings and his thoughts and, and they're they're deep. I mean, I I don't know anything about the whole subject of depression or anything like that, so I'm not going to say anything about it. But um, it's it's. Yeah, I mean, listen to crawling. Listen to one step closer. Now that you know that Chester is is gone. So I mean, like we talked about before, it's like that's his life. So there's going to be a lot of writing about okay, it. Okay, call me crazy. Oh my god. Call me insane. Call me an asshole. I don't care. I have a wild idea. When I have kids, I'm going to treat them like utter dog shit. And they're going to be successful artists. Or They're probably not going to be. Or we're going to have a blindside situation. All right? I mean, regardless, I don't think any of your children will be successful artists. In <laughs> yeah, I got some shitty genes. All right, that's all I got to yeah. say. All right. All right. Uh, uh, right. You can definitely hurt your kids, uh, and then uh, whether that hurt turns into something productive or not, I, I think the odds are that you're just going to hurt your kids, and then they'll suffer and die young. Yeah, probably. I mean, look at Lane Stanley. I mean, Staley, Lane, Lane Staley. Staley. My yeah. oh shit! I'm going to get the fucking music world trying to shove yeah. a stick up my ass. Well, look at that dude went through. You could tell that dude went through some shit. I mean, yeah. okay. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're starting from look at look at these stars. Uh, how many of them have been abused? And the answer is a lot. Now uh, go go to your local rehab facility and how many yeah. of them um, have been abused and what have they done with it? I'll, uh, take, I'll take I'll take my chances with the beatings. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. So after this album, uh, we have a thousand uh. suns, <laughs> which I'm going to drop into the comments. Um, a thousand suns is a 15 track record le- released in 20. 20- 10 uh, the album comes in under 48 minutes 906,000 copies sold in the united states uh, the title is a reference to a line uh, which was first popularized in 1945 by j robert oppenheimer who described the atomic bomb as being as bright as a thousand suns there are four singles from this album the catalyst waiting for the end burning in the skies and iridescent so this is um the first u-turn that we really get in the lincoln park discography um the first thing i thought of when i heard this was uh eat the elephant which is not musically at all like i'm not even comparing uh, it to music <laughs> how much it's changed since the last time we heard from the band um, which i want to bring back i want to talk well i have notes here so i won't forget it but we'll talk about uh billy whatever his name is from uh, uh perfect circle at the end again um but this is a an album that doesn't do anything for me personally it's insanely soft um the singing is still fantastic here chester's singing is great there's a song in the, the last song on the album is called the messenger which is really really good um waiting for the end um i have a note here i don't know what it means so actually i'm not going to read it um, Are you drunk uh, when you wrote that fucking no but um lot, and i was surprised this okay this goes so lots of people on youtube say this is their favorite lincoln park album and it's i like reading youtube comments when i listen to a lot of the records we look at because we in this group we have similar interests we all like metal and i think that skews a lot of thoughts from like when i hear this i don't ever want to hear this album again in my entire life yeah. uh, it's not that it's bad it's just i feel like it's like on the same level as a motive uh, where if it didn't exist i wouldn't care but someone somewhere really does like this record and it's like when we were listening to uh, guns and roses specifically chinese democracy i remember there was just tons of people in the comments on YouTube saying how much they loved that album and how it like they, they just thought Axel was a genius for it. And this is one of those albums that is going to uh, be very decisive in a catalog. Some people are going to like it. Some people are not going to like it. I understand. Like I, I talked about with Meteora, how like it's kind of more the same, but doesn't really have the edge. And even if they wanted hybrid theory too, no one would care about it anyway, at least as much as they did with hybrid theory. So what do you really do? Where do you go? Um, something we've talked about in the past, uh, I've, I've talked about specifically with Rob is when people, uh, there's no way to win some of these situations. Uh, you do the same thing. People say, oh, you never grew. And all you did was make the same album multiple times. You change things. People say, oh, it, you're not like you were back in the day, especially a band that's as big as Linkin Park. There's no winning for them after a certain amount of albums. Uh, people hate Minutes to Midnight. People hate this album. Some people love it. I, I have to respect this album for doing something different and not doing the same thing they were doing before. You can, as you can imagine, it has very polarizing reviews. Some people like it. Some people hate it. Uh, it's just a boring record to me overall. Oh, and between most of the songs, you get these about 90 second or less little connector pieces of music that kind of bring tie the album together and, and bring it you know through or whatever to the end. Um, there's a song on here called Blackout, which is a which is probably the heaviest song on this album, um, and it does sound like old Lincoln Park, so it's still there. Um, they're just wanting to do something different. There's a difference between a bad album and an album 
that I just don't like or that other people don't like. This isn't a bad record. There are people who do like like it or love it. It just does nothing for me. Um, and this is, um, I don't want to condemn their U-turning and doing different things because later on coming up as one of my favorite albums by them, and I was blown away that it even exists and that they went there. Um, but my favorite songs in this album, The Requiem, uh, When They Come For Me, Blackout, Wretches and Kings, The Catalyst, and The Messenger, which is probably overall my favorite. But I would I would never go back to probably listening to this album ever again. Jomo, what did you think of it? Well, if this was a child in a mother's room and they said, keep it or board it, I would thumbs down that bitch like Gladiator and say, fucking, let's get a Dyson vacuum and suck that bad boy out because it ain't staying with us. It's fucking dog shit. I didn't like it. I, I felt more of it was like a weird concept album that didn't make sense to me. Um, there's like you talked about the messenger. I thought it was, was I'm pretty sure the messenger is like the very last song, right? Yeah, it's the last song. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a good good song, but uh, really, it's like uh, okay. It's kind of like you see a girl who's got an awesome body, then she turns around and you see her face. She's just like, oh. God, yeah. like uh, I'm, I'm gonna catch you later in the dark, baby. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to even listen to this in the dark. Um, I'd re- I couldn't even listen to this blackout drunk if I would if I wanted to. To be quite honest, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't like it. It felt to me like a concept album or an obligatory album that the fucking record company was like, hey, you need to put something out. It's fucking you know 2000 whatever the fuck. We need an album. They're just like, oh, dude, let's put something together. And they're like doing – they were definitely on fucking something. They were definitely I, on fucking I – dis- I disagree with that. This is not a shit-out album. This is not an album someone just shit out because you, they need – You know, to- you know what's a shit-out album? The Spaghetti Incident. I yeah. thought you were going to say Chinese Democracy, and I was going to say, no, it wasn't. It was in production for like 10 years, bro. It, it, and we'll get to that fucking – about how shitty Guns N' Roses is. But um, I felt like it was just an unnecessary album. I think they could have got back to their roots – or made it definitely a little bit more rock metal-ish. So going forward, when people start calling um, Linkin Park sellouts and stuff, Linkin Park at this point is richer than they, they couldn't spend all the money they have in their lifetime if they tried. So I don't think that they're sellouts at all because it makes no sense. Um, but at the same point, I want to put this picture into I the never, comments. I, I never call them a sellout, but all right. You know, I, I, no, no, I'm not talking about you. Just like on the internet when people say like they're sellouts or whatever. Okay. okay. Uh, there's no real reason for them to to be selling out. But I, I found this picture and I had to post it. This is from the next album or a couple albums later. And when they say, oh, we're not sellouts... This version was an Xbox Deluxe Edition where they played at the Home Depot Center. And it just made me laugh when they're like, oh, we're not sellouts. But like everything about what happens here in this deluxe version is like the equivalent of what people would call a sellout. Uh, Yeah, this album was not shit out. It it took time to make. It's just not anything that I would ever listen to. It's I, I would I prefer their old thing. But at the same point, like I said, at this point in their career, they're going to lose either way. No one is going to. Um, they're either gonna say you suck because you sound the same, or you changed and no one likes it anymore. That's it. Rob, you didn't listen to this one, or did you? No, I didn't okay. listen to any of the other ones. Okay. Why? I I never liked this band. Okay. Uh, the only thing I want to say to Rob. Um, he said it was. Hun- I don't know. The, the hunting party. Please, please, please. Sometime listen to the hunting party. For, do it for me, please. Don't. Okay. I I think no. it's going to change your mind, but we'll get there in a second. Do Do you want to say anything else about this, Jomo? Yeah, I was disappointed. Just like that one kid, like how you have three kids 
You got oh, one on. that goes into Harvard, one that goes into Yale, and then this one yeah. went to to, oh. to a community college, and you're just like, ooh, all right. Oh, okay. And yeah. and they they majored in like fucking feminine dance studies or gender gender theory or whatever, and I'm just like, ooh. And you and you have to pay for the the college bill. <laughs> no, no, I didn't pay for that. <laughs> you have the degree, and you got to pay for the bill. <laughs> <laughs> fucking piece of shit. Comedian Mark Norman's brother, like, uh, he. Uh, uh, geez, he's like a doctor here. He like works for NASA and like he worked in the Peace Corps. Like, so like the parents are super proud of uh, the brother. And then, you know, Mark Norman's just like a really successful comedian who put out a, a YouTube special that got six million views. I mean, he, what a loser. I mean, <laughs> if you're not carrying cancer, you're, you're, you're a loser. Oh, God. No, but, you know, I listened to it. It was just tough to listen to because it was just, I, I felt like it was too. Too much of a concept, and I just didn't get it. I didn't get the yeah. album. I, and that's just one of those things. I, I don't mean to get anything. I, I try to understand things, but most of the time, I just like, oh, okay. Yeah. The so band is very, off. they're very defensive about their change in style when people don't like it. Um, the last album we're going to talk about when people said they hated it, Chester was like, I will fight you. He's I, like, I will, yeah. he's like, we'll go outside and I will fight you. Yeah, they they take they take it pretty personal when people are attacking. Well, not attacking, but like not liking their their change in style. Like I said, like like it wasn't just like Chester being like, okay, well, fuck you. He was like, I will fight you. I will go outside and break your nose. Like I'll kill you. Like he was like really bent out of shape about it. But yeah, it's an album that exists. It's not bad. It wasn't just shit out like some people might say. But it's a different style that I'm not necessarily a fan of, and it's one that I wouldn't go back to. But I would listen to it over. Uh, some of their other works. That's all I'm going to say. All right. What's up, Jomo? Bro, can you please kill it with the fucking beating kid jokes, please? No. Why? I'm trying to make successful people out here. <laughs> oh, you're drinking a fucking Truly? That's cute. Bro, what are you doing? Creeping on me? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Fuck these kids. They need a beating. Let's go. <clears throat> Look at look at bro. Pete look at Pete Maravich, bro. Look at Pete Maravich. The guy's a fucking savage, right? And yeah, I think he died like fucking in his forties from alcoholism or whatever. But by God, he's a great basketball player. That's all I gotta say. Bro, don't judge me for the truly, all right? I judge you for trulys. Why would you drink a fucking truly? I drank trulys before. I don't. I, I guess the strawberry one is all right. Dude, I hate strawberry, bro. What strawberry? What? Yeah, what? I don't, I talked about on an episode a while back how I bought that three pack of like spiked seltzers and one was grapefruit, one was lime, and one was strawberry. And like the strawberries are still sitting over there. Bro, drink that shit. Don't be a fucking weirdo. You're being a weirdo. You're being a fucking ass rimmer. That's what you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. You're rimming ass. So what do you think would be worse though? Like if you had to, okay, like let's hypothetical too. So instead of, you know, you have to choose between either fucking the guys or <laughs> giving them a rim job for about five minutes. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna fuck them. Why wouldn't I? I'm not <laughs> where someone's been, bro. Is it is it less gay? So I think, dude, it's... The, gay, the gay thing is is the last thing on my mind. I don't, I could get, I could care less. <laughs> You're gonna fucking bone up and be like, I got this shit. <laughs> fucking shove that in there, boy. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, think okay. that's the, the crux of it is can you get hard? Uh, yeah. Like if they gave you Viagra, then you definitely put your dick no. in because no, no Viagra, no Viagra, no, no blue chews, no, no, no fucking any of that shit. 
Blue chews? Is that what you just said? Is that an industry term? I, I think it might be an industry term. I'm not sure. Blue chews? No. no yeah, blue, blue chew exists. It's uh, over-the-counter oh. Viagra or whatever. Oh, is it? Oh, I've never heard of that. So, okay. Yeah. None of that shit. You, you have to... This has to come from, from here. The will of your mind. Yes, we get it. Yeah. Well, you, I'm, well, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going balls deep. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jack, Jack and I are don't have the 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 same uh, ingrained homophobia. It's just kind yeah. of like like I I see it from a microbiological point of view, which is I'm more likely to survive uh, if I put my dick in, whereas I'm more likely to to die if I put my mouth in. Right. Yeah. Uh, and or the gunshot wound if you don't do either. The thing is, like, how, how would you? I couldn't. Well, I just look. Here's what I would do. I'd be like, eh, well, you know, uh, one, I don't want to live anymore. Mom, two, good luck. Hope everything goes well. <laughs> have have fun. Where, where is the mom? They got a gun to her head. What's going on? With I don't know. Her? She's in a room where, like, one of those old torture chambers where it's like the sarcophagus with the spikes. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah, and yeah. you can see, like, every second turns, it's, like, getting a little bit closer and closer. Oh, so, oh, like, the wall is clear. And she's like, this, <laughs> and you're just like, ah, peace out, Mom. Yeah, remember that time where I asked to go to Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's fucking dead. That's, that's good. Yeah, I'm a, piece, a, I'm a piece of shit, I know. All right. Is, there's, a scene in Bo, there's a scene in Bojack Horseman where it's something like, I can't believe my mom lost all of her memory. I want, wanted her to remember me when I told her how much I hated her. <laughs> Fuck you, mom! Nice. <laughs> Next album we have is Living Things. Okay. Uh, Living Things is a 12-track record released in 2012. Uh, it comes in just under 37 minutes. Uh, 681,000 copies sold in the United States. Um, singles, Burn It Down, Lost in the Echo, Powerless, and castle of glass jomo you want to talk about what you thought about this uh i love the tinfoil song because it speaks volumes to my paranoia and how i feel about society um mm -hmm. i just uh... so this it, it's, of it's, anything it's... is more of a return of, to their old style it's like combining the past three records together no well i don't i just i liked when lincoln park were the first three albums like fucking hybrid theory right. meteora and minutes of midnight I thought those were great albums. So I think this is kind of a return, but it's not a full return. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And right. I, I, I think I listened to about five of the songs on this fucking album, and it was just it was okay for me. It didn't do it. It didn't it didn't have that same feeling that you know those first three albums did for me. So looking back on it, I would say that uh, I would abort it. So a couple things I want to say about this. Um, I think that that they took the response that they got and went back to the drawing board and incorporated some of their old uh, sounds back in. Chester pretty much has the uh, opinion of if you don't like where we're going, fuck you, get over it. Um, we've changed and that's that, which is fine. He's the artist. He can say whatever he wants. Um, but you also have like the same thought process of like the customer's always right. And you have fans that are expecting something and you're doing something else. Um, this album I like, I'm not in love with it, but it definitely goes back to feeling like an old, uh, Lincoln park album or an older one. I should say there's a song on here called roads untraveled that I love. It's, it's one of my favorite songs ever by the band. Um, I love Chester's vocals on this album. I mean, they're great on all of them. I specific, specifically love them on this. Uh, there's another album. I, well, I respect them for trying something, but so we have the U-turn of the last album, A Thousand Sons, and this is kind of another U-turn going back the way that they came before where it's like, okay, maybe we went too far in the wrong direction or not the wrong direction, but the direction like the fans didn't necessarily want us to go. 
So now we have to turn back and go the other way. It's kind of like spinning your wheels. Um, there's albums that I call, um, like there's albums that will kill bands, right? One that I specifically that I think of all the time is Warning by Green Day. I don't know if you guys remember that album. It was from like 2000. Oh. Um, I like that record. I bought it on release. It's 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 good. It's not as great as great as their previous ones, but it's still a well-made album. But that album essentially killed Green Day and sent them into obscurity until American Idiot came out, which boosted them right back into the limelight and like put them on like the top of the world music-wise and they made them huge again. Without American Idiot, Green Day would have been gone for the past 20 years and no one would have cared about them. This album is one of those where it's like it doesn't do anything to push the band forward. And I could see this being a like, well, Linkin Park is too big to really go away. You don't just sell 30 million copies and then, and then your record company says, yeah, we're just going to let you go. Go go somewhere else. Well, yeah, uh, they, 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 well, don't get too far ahead of yourself because look at Guns N' Roses. They, they, they're nothing now. They're dog shit. Well, yeah, but I mean, Guns N' Roses was like an in Guns N' Roses was like a, a machine that was about ready to collapse in general. And like they just kind of made it out alive and then it fell apart. The guys in Guns N' Roses quit. They were willing to give 13 million dollars to that. Uh, yeah, right. so. yeah. Oh, also, yeah, they had the tour last year that a couple of years ago. That's like the third highest grossing tour of all time. Look, at, I, have, I don't necessarily have good opinions. I'm just throwing it out there, right? Bro, Chinese big... democracy employed the entire music industry. I'm a denier. Deny. Yes, Deny. We know. we know. Denying it. It's not so, great. It's not a great album. So, yeah. So, Linkin Park, they, they, at this point, okay, they, they sold, they've had an album that sold 30 million, 27 million, and 20 million. Um, they essentially were the biggest band at those times, I'm going to guess, of their age group. I mean, I'm not comparing them to like the Eagles getting back together and going on tour or whatever, or, like releasing an album or whatever. Like in the, in the, of their peers, they were probably the biggest band in the world at one point or at multiple points. So it's like, uh, I could see like this album I like. Uh, I like more than the last one. I probably like this album more than Minutes to Midnight, even though there's some songs in Minutes to Midnight, like um, uh, the first single there, um, which was Given Up, which I love. I love that song. Um, but this this is them coming back the other way. And I think this is the start of this. This is kind of like the whole um, warning album where it's like this could have been their last record. If they weren't as popular before as they had been, uh, you're seeing declining in sales. This album sold 681,000 allegedly in the United States. Uh, which is obviously under a million when you had minutes to midnight selling like almost four million. It's still gold though. So people, people, yeah, oh, it's, it's not bad by any means. It's just bad, you know, comparing to other Lincoln Park stuff, selling thirty million down to I don't know two million or whatever it was. People are kind of losing interest, um, and so. Uh, this it's good though. I would listen to this again. It's just like there are albums, like I was saying, that are the career killers for bands, and this could have been one. Um, it's it's not like I like this record. I don't love it, um, but it's it's going back the way it should. It that they you know they, I get that they don't want to be pigeonholed into doing the same thing forever. But it's kind of like you're good at something, and you might not want to go too far away from that. Otherwise you might not like the results that you get. Like, like Mike or uh, whatever his name is, uh, the guitar player of the band. He has that other band, uh, the other rap group that he has or whatever, where when he wanted to do other things, he was doing it with that when they only put out one album or whatever, but, um, but anyway, they were able to come back from this and I'm happy. Um, like this album is good and it deserves to exist just because of the, of the album that came out after this. Uh, if Lincoln park went away from this album and I never got the hunting party, then I would be pretty pissed off. Um, 
but yeah, best songs in this album, Lost in the Echo, Burn It Down, Lies, Greed, Misery, I'll Be Gone, Castle of Glass. I know this sounds like all of them. Um, it, in general, it's just, a, it's it's fine. Uh, Roads Untraveled, though, I do love. So I recommend it. Um, if you want to hear them take the U-turn into uh, whatever the last one was called, A Thousand Sons, and then take another U-turn back to Living Things, um, it's it's and you like Linkin Park, then it's good. It's, um, it's still dog shit. Anyway, Rob? I wanted to say... Uh... Chester's attitude improved. So we were saying for the last album, it was like, I will fight anyone who doesn't like my music or whatever. That's like 30 million fist fights too many. Like you yeah, can't, right. like you can't, you can't, it's not worth your life. You don't, you don't lose your life because somebody doesn't like what you or what you're doing yes. or anything. You just, yeah. So this, uh, the newer attitude of I'm going to do what I want. I don't care if it kills my career. That is a healthier outlook like sometimes your career should end like if your career is it makes uh if you have insomnia so bad or you want to kill yourself uh changing careers is fine uh people our age are gonna change careers five times so yeah like go back to school become a computer programmer i don't like there's 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 other options you can do if your career makes you hate your life you can change uh and if people don't like it you can First of all, people don't have to like you. And second of all, like you liking your own life is more important than other people liking your life. Just, yeah, you know, definitely. it is okay to change and do things that other people don't approve of. Or, well, yeah, making music that other people don't like, you know, yeah, no consequence there. Yeah, yeah. right. Just be creative. Do do something that makes you happy. They, they, they like what they've been putting out and they're very passionate about it. And so, yeah, I mean, they like it and good for them. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of the Rush album, 2112. Uh, I think they put before that was Karis of Steel. And the record company was like, hey, you need to put out more singles, and you guys need to do this, and we need more radio hits, you know, songs about four to four and a half minutes long. And basically Rush, like, and mainly uh, Rest in Peace, uh, yeah, Neil, Neil Perk basically said, no, fuck you. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want to do. Then they put out a concept album like 2112 and it's just like, hey, fuck you. This is good. And we're going to force you to like our shit. And yeah, I, I thought it was good. Uh, there, there's some good songs on there, but it's just to yeah. me, it's it's again, go, you, like you said, it's going in that U-turn right and then going, hey, we're kind of going back to the same thing. And, and it, at all, the album, I think, was still success. You know, anything over gold is fucking good, man. And that's yeah. just in the oh, US definitely. alone. That's good money. Yeah. So I as I was listening to these, I was just having them play on my phone while I'm driving around or like while I'm working and I'm not like paying attention to the actual screen. I from from uh, a thousand suns on, I had to keep checking to see if the video went to another band. Like I, I thought I was either being trolled or it was just like it, it was going from one song in a playlist to another band in a playlist and I was hearing something else. There are some songs coming up by the by Lincoln Park that if I played them for you and I didn't tell you they were Lincoln Park, you would have no clue that it was by Lincoln Park. Uh, this one specifically sounds a lot more like them. Right from the beginning you get the Chester growl was voice, whatever you want to call it. Um yeah. Uh it's it, again, I want to I want to say that even if people don't like the album, it's not one that was just shit out. They decided to make this album this way, just like the last one, and just like the ones going forward. This was a choice. It wasn't just like, oh, we need to get something out next month. Let's shit out whatever we can. They're they're well done. They're well written, or you know, they're well put together. Whether you like the package or not is a whole different you know thing, whole different opinion. So, the album after this, the hunting party. I made a meme for this because oh, yeah. this album blew me away 
um, this is a metal album. And I was absolutely blown away by this record. I had to make this meme because I, this is this was me. I'm listening to uh, Lincoln Park. I'm listening to Hunting Party. I'm like, oh yeah. And then afterwards, so I I'm not I didn't follow this band. Uh, I haven't thought about Lincoln Park in years, and I I don't listen to the radio, so they're never going to pop up. I don't listen to Spotify where it'll give you you know other things that sound like what you're listening to where you could possibly hear it. So I haven't thought of them in a while uh, until pretty much Jomo brought it up last week. Uh, they've put out four albums since the last time I've even heard of them. So I have no, I had no clue what to expect. I went in completely blind going through the thing. I'm hearing hunting party. I'm like, okay, this is amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm in. And then you'll see my face looking like this when I listen to their last album, one more light. So the hunting party uh, is a 12 track record released in 2014. It comes in under 46 minutes, 231,000 uh, copies sold in the United States. The title, The Hunting Party, is a contextual metaphor. Lincoln Park is the party that is hunting to bring back the energy and soul of rock. The album also features guest appearances from Helmets, uh, Paige Hamilton, System of a Downs, uh, Darren uh, uh, Malik Malikian, uh, Raging Against the Machines, Tom Morello, and Rakim, making the first time Lincoln Park has collaborated with other artists on a studio album. Singles for this record, Guilty All the Same, Until It's Gone, Wastelands, Rebellion, and Final Masquerade. Yes, uh, Jomo, did you listen to this album? Uh, just a few songs. I listened to Draw Bar with uh, Tom Morello. He was uh, the featured artist on there. Yeah. Um, I listened to the hits, man, uh, mainly going back and forth. Uh, I don't want to be an asshole, but I have to bring it up that I, I did listen more to Among the Living, that album, than I did... You know, most of Linkin Park's fucking shit. I'm just, I'm still obsessed with Anthrax fucking album, Among the Living. I don't know why. Yeah. It's okay. just something yeah, I need to listen album. to. But um, to the few songs I did listen to, uh, I thought it was all right. I didn't think it was great. I, I think they should have stood with the same concept that they had before. So I disagree. Um, if they're going to take a U turn, this is the U turn they should take. Uh, I'm, I'm a, obviously love metal, big metal head. I, I want, when I heard this, I was like, uh, yes, I want this and I want more of this. So when we talked about Gorguts, we were saying how the drummer of Gorguts on, on the album Obscura was not a metal drummer, but he was good enough where he, he could fit the bill and he did an amazing job and he killed it. When I listened to this album, uh, I didn't think that the guys in this band had it in them to make this. And that's what it made me think of that drummer, that it was like it was there. They were still practicing. They were at the top of their game. They're out touring, doing whatever. So and then they were able to put this metal album together and it's just fires on all cylinders. It's great. I cannot recommend this enough. Uh, it, it, you turned one way, you turned back, you turned a whole different way. And this is the way that I want to see it. So I don't want to condemn their U-turning because this uh, does it for me. Um, I'm very happy this record came out. Uh, it's metal. It has great uh, people coming in and playing with them. And uh, all, uh, favorite songs in here, All for Nothing, Guilty, All the Same, War, Rebellion is probably my favorite song. That's the one with uh, Darren from System of a Down, uh, Mark the Graves, Final Masquerade, and A Line in the Sand. Uh, really well done. Blew my mind that this album exists because I didn't know that they went to this level. It, it just seems like they're clinging on at this point to trying different concepts to basically mix up the discography. I, I prefer if they they just got a little more creative and talked about different things um which to me in in this album they did right but there's still some fucking some semblance of like chester's uh angstiness and depression in the album however it just it's too it's not them it doesn't feel like them to me and i, I know you could probably disagree with me i just 
it doesn't feel like them. All right. No, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I'm constantly looking at my phone or my computer to see if it switched to another artist for uh, all three of these albums, uh, with the exception of um, Living Things. It, it doesn't sound like them. You're right, but like, it is. And I, I just thought I was being trolled. But yeah, this this album is a pleasant surprise for me personally, and it's well done, and I want to listen to it more. That's it. All right. And so before we wrap everything up, we will look at the last album really quickly because I I actually have a lot to say about this, but I'm not going to. Um, because this, speaking of U-turn, this band takes yet another U-turn. Um, and we get One More Light, which uh, One More Light's a 10-track record released in 2017, comes in just under 36 minutes, 270,000 copies sold in the United States. This is the last Linkin Park album to feature lead vocalist Chester Bennington due to his death on July 20th, 2017. It is also the band's first album to have a title track as they felt the song One More Light was the heart of the album. Singles on here, Heavy, Talking to Myself, and One More Light. So the song Heavy, I've heard that song before. I don't know why. I don't listen to the radio, but I've heard it, and I would have never guessed that it was Linkin Park. They have, I can't remember who the lady is singing on it. Uh, would never have thought that that was Linkin Park. This is like... I don't even know how to what type of music this is. It's like a dance album, uh, slow. Out. I don't know what this is. It's like I don't. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if there's no drummer on this album. It's a drum machine. Uh, there's a song on here called "Halfway Right" where I, it has to be a drum machine. I don't think it's the drummer. Uh, so as you can see, my meme above. Uh, so I'm, I'm driving. I'm driving around. I had to do some errands yesterday. And I have this blasting. I, I put it on and blasting it. I pull into a parking spot and there's like people on both sides of me. And this is blasting. And I was literally embarrassed. I was embarrassed that this is playing from my car. Like it's, it, it, there's no way that this is a cash grab because like I said, these guys have too much money to do cash grabs. It makes no sense. They wanted to do this. They wanted to change. And it's crazy how their, how much their, their sound has changed over the years because the band has been so consistent. There's, there's no new members of the band. It's the same people from the beginning, uh, but it constantly changes. Um, what else do I want to say about this? Oh, this is the album that doesn't have them all credited together as writers. Every song is individually credited to people, uh, individual people in the band. So it's not like Linkin Park wrote the whole album. It's like Chester wrote this song, Mike wrote this song, someone else wrote this song, um, which is the first time we've seen it, which I think it's weird after like 20 years of being together uh, that they're now divvying up who is getting money from it. Oh, and people t tend to like this record quite a bit. I They have to be new fans uh, because uh, I, I don't see anyone who loved Hybrid Theory liking this. I don't see anyone who loved meteora liking this or even the previous album liking this oh and the last thing i want to talk about here was uh on wikipedia it says that bennington reached out to billy howardell of a perfect circle to collaborate on a song for the album the two collaborated on a track titled eat the elephant but it was ultimately left off the album not really matching the direction one more light of, of one more light sound Howardell completely reworked the song musically and lyrically and recorded it with Maynard James Keenan on vocals for their April 2018 album of Eat the Elephant. So I mentioned I thought of Eat the Elephant when I listened to A Thousand Sons, and um, it was just it, it was weird to just see it come back. So I want I wanted to talk about that. But this album, I never want to hear in my entire life. Again, it's not like it's poorly uh, recorded or, or poorly written. It's just a genre I don't care about. Like that song, Heavy, I was, after I listened to this again this morning, I went through their entire discography again this morning. So after I listened to Heavy, 
I was like walking around and I couldn't get this song out of my head because it's it's like written to be catchy, right? It's not it's 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 scientifically written for you to be humming this song. And I was like, oh, I got to listen to Pantera as soon as we're done. I got to get this out of my head. But I recommend I recommend just put this for a minute. Play the song heavy. Just find the chorus and listen to it. You probably know the song. You probably didn't know it was Linkin Park. And then just walk away. There's one. The last song on this album, Sharp Edges, is an acoustic song. There's an, there's an acoustic guitar and they're singing. I couldn't stand it. it. So it's like, I don't know what happened, what made them want to do this. But um some people like it. It's it's a smart move to keep them relevant with new people because there's some people who, you know, they're stuck in the past of Lincoln Park where they'll go see them if Lincoln Park were to come around and play, uh, do a, a show of um, a hybrid theory, they'll go there. Then you have these people who are getting into it because it's a different kind of music that they like and then they can kind of ease into other things. I don't see, I can see them. I can see people listening to this and hating the, the past stuff. I can see people liking the past stuff and hating this and I can see people who are able to get to to like the whole thing, I guess. Um, but the last thing I want to say about this, um, for fuck's sake. Okay. So, so on the first album, we had cure for the itch. Second album, we had session, uh, on, uh, a, a thousand sons. We had wretches and Kings iridescent. Um, and they, those kind of like, when I look back at those, I can kind of see where this was coming from. You can kind of see these, these different, pieces that could be put together to make something like this. I just don't know why they would go this way. They must have really just wanted to do an album like this or they wanted to stay relevant. One of the problems with the last album, it was it was great, but it was a metal album, so it probably sold like shit. Um, and not like they need the money, but it's like if you can't make something that's going to sell the pe other people aren't going to be interested in you as a band. So if you have failure after failure after failure or just things that don't go anywhere and sp spin their wheels, it's not really pushing the band forward. This opened up a whole new thing for people. You could play these songs in clubs and people would probably love it. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't get this album. I don't ever want to hear it again. I legitimately was embarrassed when I pulled into a parking spot and this shit was blasting from my radio. Um, but again, it's it's not it's not an album that was shit out. It was calculated. They wanted to make this record, and good for them. Um, fine. I think this um, is the record that sent Chester over the edge. Um, it's this, it's if, not if how this shitty album, it fucking was. <laughs> if this album has to exist for the hunting party to exist, then fine. Let it let it be there. I don't care. Um, but I uh, I I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I don't want to hear it again. Uh, it does nothing for me. I'm not into that kind of music. They've they've like I said, they've changed considerably so it was nice to go back to a band that i listened to a little bit back in the day that people still talk about every now and then i haven't thought of them for years it was nice to go through and see where they are now or where they were at least in 2017 i know they've recently regrouped after uh chester's uh suicide uh, back in 2017 so they've regrouped recently and i don't know if they're gonna be putting out albums or just touring or whatever but um it was nice to go through these i i'm I don't know. It's like I, I can't say I don't love the band because I do love uh, Hybrid Theory a lot and I am in love with The Hunting Party right now. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm into them. I'm happy we did this episode. It's You know, it, it's good. I just think that uh, I think that as soon as that, that fourth album came out, they were just like, hey, we could do literally whatever the fuck we want to do. Let's just do some crazy shit. And then maybe a little LSD was incorporated. I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Sprinkle a little cocaine. Um, it's just sad to see that um, that Chester, you know, took his own life, man. I, I think it's hard uh, if you're having, you know, a hard time out there. Uh, don't be afraid to get help. Um, there, there, there's outlets. 
you know, it, it's tough to hear. It's tough to hear about it. And, you know, growing up with his music, man, when I was younger, even now, I would, I would play it every once in a while. You know, maybe once a year. You go back and try to rekindle those old uh, Linkin Park feelings. And when I heard he, you know, took his own life, man, uh, I was like, holy shit. I think I was at work yeah. or something, and I was like, that's, that's fucking terrible. Because the guy had kids and all that. And looking at the album art... Um, that one more light, you know, maybe his kids were that one more light to keep him going, you know? You know, maybe things weren't going well with his uh, his wife, you know? We could speculate all day about what that one more light means, but looking at that album, I'm just like, maybe that's, he's talking about his kids, man. That's, that's a driving force, and it, if you, you have your kids and they're your light, and you still end up taking your own life, then he must have went through some fucked up shit. And you can only hope that he's uh, in a better place now. So yeah. rest in peace, uh, mm -hmm. Mr. Bennington. I, I do want to read a review, though. All right. So we, we are getting reviews on the podcast. Um, this one comes from Charles Norris one. OK, um, it's Charles Nor the number one S. Uh, it's titled The Stupidest Podcast of All Time. One star review. Want to hear douches talk about doucheness? No, he'll still hate it. These these people should kill themselves. I thought it was fitting to bring up something on a suicidal review uh, on an episode that is uh, uh you know has some suicidal undertones. So uh, thank you, uh, Charles Norris, for supporting uh, people's decision to kill themselves. You piece of shit. Um, Did he post that to a certain episode, or is that just in general? That's just a review about on it. That's on the iTunes fucking uh, podcast uh, page. Sure. So, you know, sure. it's fitting. Yeah, sure. I, I probably should, but uh, I'm not going to. I'm going to continue to be a piece of shit. Um, with that said, you know, Chester Bennington was a great artist, but all great artists have a have a dark past in them. So, Mr. Charles Norris, I'm going to beat my kids when I have them, and they're going to be successful. Thank you. We appreciate your time. Well, thank oh. you, Jomo. <laughs> Uh, all right. Any anything else you guys want to talk about, Rob? Do you have anything? No. Uh, no. Okay. Next week, I want to talk about cake. Um, Let's do it. There's four albums I picked out: Fashion Nugget, Prolonging the Magic, uh, Comfort Eagle, and then Showroom of Compassion. So those are the four I'd like to talk about. Um, I'm a big fan of Cake. I don't know how much you guys have listened to them, but I saw them live a couple of years ago, and they were awesome. Uh, they're just kind of like everyday guys um, that play shows every now and then uh and it's they're interesting they're fun they're different they sound great um so yeah let's let's check them out next time nice why, why are you doing this what listening to cake yeah, i like cake uh, yeah i like cake too all right so i created a channel for you fucking too uh, thank you okay. well it's a pleasure pleasure listening to lincoln park and rekindled some old feelings from uh from my childhood uh definitely enjoyed listening to them uh Mr. Uh, Jack Falcon, you got any final words? No, that was that was my final thing. I, I liked di uh, diving back into them and, and seeing where they've gone since the last time I've heard from them, which was Minutes to Midnight. So, Awesome, awesome. Uh, Mr. Uh, Rob Fortune? Oh, that was good. All right, my parting word is beat your kids. It works. Have a good one. Take care. Have a good one.